<laughs> Welcome to Sustainable 104. Sustainable, we are your friendly little environment podcast all about people and the planet and why, despite everything, we can still have a bit of a chuckle about it every now and then, isn't we all? Yes. And what have we got coming up this week then? Cats! Cats! Cats, Dave! Oh, I love cats, all. Yeah, I love cats, Dave. Or uh, do I? Or do you? This is the thing. If you go into any office, anywhere in the land, people have got views about cats. Are they good? Are they bad? And people in green places have got particularly strong views about whether they're nosing up the planet or whether they're not. So we thought we'd look into that, yep. basically. Yeah, that's right. Are they evil bird killers or humane fluffy saviours of our souls? That is the question. Our souls? Our souls. Saviors <laughs> of our souls. Is it going to be what? It's going to be one of those, isn't it? Just the usual disclaimer before we begin this no doubt very torturous nonsense. We do work for environmental charities, but these are very much our own views. So if you've got any beef with anything we say, yeah, about cats, and if like we upset you because we're talking about cats and you've got views about the cats, take it up with me and him and not with anyone for whom we work. Yes? No, and certainly don't pursue us through the courts. I don't want to do it. All right, let's get on with it. Inhofe of the week. So, Inhofe time. This is the section named after a senator in America who's a bit of a plonker because he thinks climate change isn't real simply because there's still snow. What a wally. What a wally. So we named this section of the show after him, Jim Inhofe, and stuck other people who were wallyish and plonkerish into this section. And sometimes we stick things that aren't people into this section, like this week. Who's going in this week, Dave? Cats. Mm. Little furry things with pointy ears coming over here eating our mice. You've got a cat. I do, yes. Explain uh, the cat. What, the, the concept of a cat. Well, or, describe or, and explain and elucidate. In case there's anyone out there who doesn't know what like, a cat yeah. is, use Rodney as a, way to, as a way to explain. Yeah, that's like kind of using giant haystacks to explain what a human is or like Tyson Fury to explain what a man is. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Uh, Rodney, uh, well, he was a rescue cat, so we we got him from Celia Hammond, uh, which is... (laughs) Oi, Mrs. Hammond, what's that over there? (laughs) (laughs) We'll be having that. Celia Hammond is a mad cat person. Uh, She used to be a supermodel in the 60s, apparently, and now runs cat sanctuaries. (laughs) And she's got a big old cat sanctuary down in Sussex where... They literally, it's like acres and acres and cats just run around as an old house. But they've also got a kind of rehoming centre, a couple of them in London. And uh, yeah, we chose Rodney. And what an error that was. But yeah, he is. He has got four paws and um, a growing stomach, uh, and lots of fur, and some very sharp claws, uh, and a tail, and a mouth and a nose, and that sort of thing. Some ears. Is he a git? Yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> Massively. So is he actually a gay? If he was a person, would you hang out with Rodney? No. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> horrible. Terry Pratchett's got that wonderful line that if cats look like lizards, we'd have nothing to do with them whatsoever. Yeah. Because their personality is just disgusting. Yeah. I mean, he can, he can be very affectionate. And actually... He has recently decided that he wants to be like a lap cat in the evenings. It's quite sweet. He started after we've had him, I don't know, four years or something now. And we were like, oh, Rodney, oh, come and sit on. Ow, 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 that's my heart, Rodney. And so he sort of left him one alone. A bit in the middle of Indiana Jones. (laughs) Just like rips it out and sort of hoists it to the room just to be affectionate. Uh, Eight million cats. Eight million in the UK alone. Old pet cats, this is, according to the RSPCA. 20% nearly of all households got a cat in them. Yeah, Uh, 17%. Can we just have some? 18% I've got here, which is nearly 20%. Well, I've got 17. Well, And that's from the Mammal Society. Well, mine's from Pet Business World, and I think they know their pets. Anyway, it doesn't really matter, does it? Point is, loads of cats around, right? Particularly in the south of England. As ever, south of England is overheated when it, whether it comes to anything. 905,000 households have got cats in the south of England. And I have been cat owner, cat, no, no, cat guardian, forgive me, vegan friends, um, for all of pretty much all my life, with a, few, with a few bits of exceptions. Um, and it has never ceased to amaze me the number of people that think that cats are a very bad thing for the planet. Um, and I thought we could have a little discussion about it. What do you think about that? That's a good idea. So I guess the obvious lines of attack then from said people yes. uh, is that there are birds in the world. Well, uh, yes. And there when, will be cats, more of them. <laughs> when cats are around, some of those birds get killed and eaten by cats and they're not doing this to keep themselves alive because they're hungry because those 8 million cats for the most part get fed whiskers and the like by their guardians not owners so they are unnecessarily taking the lives of quite a number of birds uh the rspb estimate this is a big number uh 55 million <laughs> in the uk each year so a lot of dead birds in it and um uh, and they say it might be higher than that because obviously they're the ones that you know they bring home this is this is uh, this is a number extrapolated from surveys of uh, of cats owners guardians whatever you want to call them and obviously they don't see all of the ones they kill so we'll call it you know call it at least 60 million which is a lot of birds isn't it mm, yeah the estimate there was a, a big paper in 2013 that estimated uh, cats in general kill four billion birds a year globally <laughs> that's a lot that's a lot of <laughs> that's, birds. A, that's a lot of birds it's an awful lot of birds it is an, an unmistakable true thing that cats kill birds. That yeah. is a thing, right? Yeah. Um, I've seen Rodney kill Rod- Robin chicks. Oh. It was one of the most upsetting things I've ever witnessed. He, it was when he was quite new in our... Well, he was quite, he was quite young. And we hadn't had him very long. And we had installed a cat flap. And we were desperately trying to get him to use it. And he was just... He's stupid, Rodney. Okay, he's very thick. He's lovely, but very thick. He's not lovely. He's horrible and thick. <laughs> uh, and we were like, cat flap. Use the cat flap. And we like, were like, you know, rattling his dish on the other side of the cat flap that goes through the cat flap get food and he just sat there kind of looking at it looking at us nothing happened later that night suddenly he just bolted fired through the cat flap and i was outside just in time to see him clubbing at the wall where (laughs) robin had made a nest in some old ivy and he was just 
clubbing at the nest and he like got two little robin chicks out and um, and ate them. But I mean, like, obvs, because, I mean, okay, they're not, Rodney isn't a tiger, but he's not, correct. he's not a million miles away from one, evolutionarily speaking, right? Like, it is a done thing, just like humans, they are sort of hardwired to belch KFC wrappers onto the floor, Um, so it is with (laughs) domestic cats, they are evolutionarily hardwired to hunt things, the only reason they don't hunt things, uh, as much, uh, it's because they don't have to, because we stuff their face with things, but they've still got the instinct, Rodney's still sitting there, even though he's got a brain the size of a peanut, um, (laughs) he He still looks at that little cat flap and goes, oh, there's a thing. And his legs go and he's smacking it. That's what they do. Presumably the line of argument goes, well, there would be far fewer than 8 million cats in the UK if they were just having to feed themselves off of things that they could eat because the population, you know, the competition would be far stronger. Population would, I presume, decline because there just isn't enough. And they eat, they eat far more things that aren't birds than they do birds. That's the other Ooh, thing. Yeah, I've been round. I was round your house one time. Round your house I was. We were out in oh, the yeah. pub. In we come back from the pub. We'd had a drink, I think, mm. uh, possibly another one. Um, <laughs> and we got back and all over your new wood floor. I remember this very, very mm. well. Your newly laid wood floor all over it was a mouse yes in two <laughs> different places yes. but was only one mouse yes that's right and rodney's sitting there saying right lads <laughs> had fun of you this evening nice evening yeah, yeah. i've yeah. just i've just destroyed this living thing <laughs> yeah can't clean it up will you can't even be bothered to eat it not hungry fish today's fish is trout a la creme enjoy your meal fish today's fish is trout a la creme Enjoy your meal. Um, but interesting. So, I mean, that is a thing, right? They kill things. But uh, two points I wanted to make about it. Point number one is this. Firstly, the RSPB themselves, and I want, I've got a question for you about this. The RSPB say, you know what? Cats, household cats, do not really impact bird populations. They say mm. there is no clear scientific evidence that the undoubted mortality, the death of birds, is causing populations to decline. They say that your cats take weak or sickly birds, which mm. sort of makes sense if you think about it or and that basically almost all the little baby birds that are born hardly ever live to adult life anyway well the other thing they're saying is that the vast majority of uh the species that cats kill are house sparrows blue tits blackbirds and starlings um which when i read that list i was like they don't sound like particularly they're boring birds in danger no i love blue tits i I could watch blue tits all day i think they're absolutely wonderful and starlings in fact I was watching, me and Mrs. Ole were looking at starlings through binoculars the other day, and they're um, they're incredible, all of the colours and everything, beautiful, amazing things. Anyway, uh, but the RSPB say blue tits are the second most frequently caught birds, but they've increased by more than a quarter across the UK since 1966, so I guess they were just very pleased about the World Cup or something. Um, And then, what's it, oh yeah, only the house sparrow and the starling have shown declines in breeding population across a range of habitats during the last six years. So the point is, you know, killing the birds that that cats are going out into the back garden and killing are generally not the ones that are in a huge amount of trouble. And go back and listen to episode 62 when we talk about the state of nature, when actually we pointed out that, you know, there are things that are seismically buggering up animal and bird populations in this country and ain't cats. It's like farmers with pesticides, combine harvesters and a grudge, right? Mm. That's basically what's what's doing it. Um, So, yes, I think we can maybe dispute that. And also the other thing I did just want to say, so cats kill, how many was it? Birds a year? 
55 million and it's estimated that they the average cat and I'm not sure whether Rodney counts as average but uh, the average cat kills between 30 and 40 creatures a year and this is in in the telegraph and it says according to studies Yes, or according to maths as well, presumably, just divide 55 million by um, by the number of cats that there are. But anyway, right, yeah. uh, the point I wanted to make was, do you know how many chicken, just chickens, <laughs> not, Here we any, go. not any other Here sort of we birds, go. in the UK, every year we kill and stuff into our faces, oh... Is it one billion? Yes, it is one billion. Go back and listen to all the other times I've talked about this. The point being, like, that is proportionately more... Right. So like we are killing proportionately. This is maths again. Right. Oh, eight, eight million cats, uh, 66 million people, 55 million birds for cats, one billion birds for animals. Proportionately, we are killing more birds than cats are, at least uh, when you compare like the birds that the cats go and get in the wild. Right. And nobody is saying, are they that there are too many humans around? Well, people are saying that. <laughs> Plenty of people are saying that. But isn't if you're the RSPB, for instance, you are concerned about the conservation status of populations of wild birds, right? Yes. Uh, and that's what people get upset about with cats because these birds, which uh, you know they've got a tough existence anyway, populations are under threat. Birds aren't helping. Uh, cats aren't helping. That's different to a society going. We don't give a shit about chickens because we like eating them. So. Different, you know, different, yes. Yes, I'm not saying I'm not saying right or wrong either way, but I'm just saying like it's a slightly odd comparison because it's not like the RSPB just aren't paying any attention to the number of chickens calls, uh, killed because they're not concerned about the conservation status of chickens because they're a farmed animal, mass produced. Yes, I know, but that's all pure subjective human nonsense, isn't it? I mean, yeah, there's, no, course, there's no inherent course. reason why a pretty bird on a tree is worth any more than a horrible squished bird in a cage. No, yes, I know. But they, but they are, as an organisation, they are concerned with the wild populations of birds. Yes. Uh, what you know, chickens in wing by wing with rotten feet and the constant burn of ammonia in a shed are not wild creatures. Yeah. In that context. Well, maybe you bloody should be concerned about that RSPB. Maybe next time you're putting together your uh, your bird strategy, whatever it is you do. <laughs> Suppose you got one of those, probably. <laughs> Think about the other birds as well. I did just want to say a couple do of you, other do things. Do you think when they've got like a list of objectives and, and targets and stuff, um, you know, in Excel, it's a bird table? <laughs> your, your man, Mr. Uh, sort of friend of the babble, David Attenborough, famous non-Nigerian, what we have bigged up quite a lot. He had a plan to deal with this. He said all household cats should have to wear bell collars, which just ah. strikes me as an exceptionally unfair thing to do. <laughs> If you want my opinion. Like, imagine Rodney, right? Rodney's sitting there in a the garden going, I'm a hunter. I am the man. I'm going to go <laughs> get that robin chick and dash his brains against the ground. Here I go. Tinkly, 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 tinkly. What's that noise? <laughs> That's putting me right off that noise. Oh, bloody birds. That's really unfair, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it does. It, it makes it harder. Yes. But I'm sure that if cats are as clever as everyone says they are, they'll work out a strategy. So, since we've been talking about eating birds, right, that's the other problem that people level at cats, the other, other big one, right? Like, so this is what your cats actually eat. So, they eat an awful lot of, well, cat food, don't they? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, that, that is true. Yeah. How yeah. much, Dave? Um, how much? How much? 
don't know that uh, but i do no, know that i didn't know that either that's why i asked you hang on i'm gonna google it you you keep whiffling on about something I'll okay i'm gonna whiffle i do know that the uk pet food industry is worth at least two billion pounds a year i say at least because that's about 10 years old that figure um, and i do know that 18 percent of all of the pets in the uk are cats uh, therefore it's going to be somewhere in the region of 400 million pounds a year spent on cat food however cats eat less than dogs so let's call it sort of 350 million pounds a year but then now i'm saying that it doesn't quite feel like it's enough what you found I think, yeah. <laughs> anyway, while I was uh, looking it up, yes. So um, there's a huge, so what is it? Chicken and beef and salmon goes into pet, cat food, doesn't it? And yeah. like other things. Owl's not listening to me at all. I can say whatever I wanted. Huh? No, okay, very good. Um, you're not talking into the microphone, though, which is. Yes, weird. I am. Okay, very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, 30, about 50% of all cat food is from animals like all the rest of it is you know whatever else is msg and biscuits and lego bricks lard uh kevlar and anger right i can't find out right there's surprisingly um obscure facts but yeah the other things include well what was it i was reading something about how it's often the bits of animals what humans do eat that they don't like eating if you if you see what i mean what's like a nice juicy rump yeah, well, I think people do like eating rumps, don't they? But yeah. rump steak and stuff. No, so no. cats wouldn't like eating a nice juicy rump. Is that what huh? you're saying? No, I'm saying there are bits of animals. Yes. Right. Like chicken feet and stuff. So people, Chicken feet? Yeah, people like eating chickens but don't like eating chicken feet. So those bits go into cat food. So liver, tripe, pigs, trotters, udders, uh, chicken feet are all commonly used in pet food, apparently. Lips? Have cows got lips, I suppose? Has chickens got lips? No. Chickens got beaks. Have chickens got lips. <laughs> chickens have got beaks. Have chickens chickens oh, have beaks, got beaks. beaks. Yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Sorry. Um, yeah, so that's that's true. That's I think. Well, that's what your pet industry says. That's their that's their claim. This is Michael Bellingham, who is chief executive of the Pet Food Manufacturers Association. Stop chuckling at his name. Um, and he says this. Far from being unsustainable... Pet food manufacturing uses material from animals which are inspected by vets as fit for human consumption, but which are surplus to the requirements of the human food industry. And he goes on to say that, uh, thank you Arabella, by the way, does, yeah. Ar- do, do, does Arabella like cats? She does, but the cat that they didn't own, had uh, they, looked, uh, they, they cat, lived with, their yeah. cat, yeah. Uh, buggered off and they think died. Your man, Michael Bellingham, also says um, that if this stuff, basically, if we didn't put it in pet food, we'd have to get rid of it some other way, like bung it in a hole in the ground or incinerate it. Um, And uh, the Waste and Resources Action Programme, more commonly known as RAP, says that humans chuck away 30% of the food that they don't eat, whereas pet food, only about 1% of it goes into the bin. So the basic point is, uh, yeah, okay, you feed animals this stuff, but it's quite an efficient thing to do. Mm. Um, and it's generally like cats tend to eat all the stuff they're given and it's in cans so we don't go off yeah what what's if you got views on that i was expecting you to go but that's rubbish because that's just a way of justifying the the kind of intensive farming industry or something but you don't look like you're about to say that do i have views about that i can get views go on have suppose, suppose. and create some views that are strongly held um well i've always thought oh on this particular issue <laughs> uh, since you ask um 
Well, if you want, it's well. Okay, right. Good. Yes, I do have views on this. <laughs> He's found a view. He's found a view. Everybody, ding, 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 ding. Dave's found a view. My view on it is this: you know how people are weird about meat, right? Yeah. So, like, people who will go, um, "I like eating that bit of an animal, but not that bit of an animal," or "I like eating more weirdly still, if you want my opinion, that animal, but not that animal." Like people who look at, you remember, there was the stuff in the Winter Olympics about um, oh, the, the athlete who went and rescued a dog from a dog farm that wasn't a dog farm. Right. Right. Yeah. right, no inherent reason that I can see why you should eat a cow and not a dog, right? So I think if you're going to eat meat, I think you should be open to eating all the meat. We talked to that Louise Gray back in episode uh, 63. Yes. Um, we talked to her about like, eating the whole animal and stuff like that. So I guess my point is, if animals are going to be used in human food, then it probably is a good thing to make the most use of all the rest of it. Um, I don't, on the fa- I, what I don't buy on the face of it is the idea that if humans stopped eating meat, that that would mean there was no meat suddenly magically available for pet food. I don't buy the idea that it's that neat. It's like the leather industry when they say, it's yeah, well, just, that's what I was going to ask you about. Yeah. You know, it's all just offshoots. I don't really buy that, but uh, like, I accept the in principle argument anyway, that says that if you're going to eat like the fleshy bits of an animal, give the ground up lips of a chicken to a cat. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like some Ratto Van to help you think? Ratto Van. Yeah, it's Rat that's been run, run over, over by a van. Right, Dave, I put it to you. Oh, dear. I don't uh, like that, it when you put it to me. <laughs> that you are a massive hypocrite Ooh. because you there. are a self-professed militant vegan, but you... This cow was an insult. Yes, yes, very good. But, but you love giving ground-up bits of chicken foot to you cats, Yeah. The lips of chickens. Uh, no, actually. So when I had Cat A and Cat B, uh, Cat A and Cat B both had... They had the odd bit of fish. They did have fish. We did give them fish because the vet said you've got to give them fish. So we give them fish. But the other stuff we gave them, so like, you know, the sort of biscuity things that you give to cats, that mm. can all be vegan. Just fine. That's fine. Give them all that. Yeah, um, I, I think they've got... Like, cats are like humans in many ways in that they've got to make sure you get the right nutrients. But like, if it's proper stuff, if you sort of get... You can buy vegan cat food, for example, which has all them nutrients kind of in it taurine and stuff that cats either do or don't one of the does taurine kill them or not kill them oh shit uh don't don't take the advice of the babylon cat nutrition this is my point anyway you can do it yeah but cats yeah we give them fish you don't need to give them fish that's that is true my personal view on this is just because i am a militant vegan this does not mean that i need to force a thing which is incapable of even understanding what a militant vegan is yeah. to become one uh, that is my view on it um, that makes and my other view sense. on it, my other view on it being that, like you, uh, cat A and cat B were rescue cats, so like you know they would uh, they they were alive anyway, and so given they were alive anyway, let's feed them. Like it's not like I created the cat and it only exists because I came along. No, uh, it exists it exists anyway, and it was someone else who's going to give it fish, so I'm going to give it some fish. I'd imagine it might feel quite strange if you're a cat and all you want is meat. And someone starts giving you vitamins. <laughs> thought, thought experiment. What would Rodney do if you only gave him vegan food? Ultraviolence. He would do a murder. As an insult for a human, animals are innocent. Don't be species. Uh, so I've got another one. This is another, another reason why, why cats are the devil. Uh, um, okay. Because, um, actually, having said that, I thought this was silly until I just considered how I'm going to ask it to you, and I now think it's true, right? So, uh, you've got Rodney. You know when Rodney's hair gets all over everything? Mm. What do you do? 
uh i sort of get it off the how, how do you like off the carpet what do you do the carpet yeah well that's just hoover but like ah. how i do hoovering you know Did once you- every yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like so uh, but the reason i ask is we had to get when we had cat a and cat b we had to get special hoover basically because cat b in particular was like fluffy son of a bitch right <laughs> um and and like, normal hoover wouldn't cope with it it wouldn't get it out of the carpet we had to get like special one of them eu defying oh, extra in fact, in fact, here's where i am a hypocrite because like <laughs> i knew this band was coming in and went and bought a, a, a special super hoover did you stockpile dyson's <laughs> i did um and so like, all the energy energy used I know that this is up there with, um, I know this is kind of up there with the saying cyclists are bad for the planet because they shower more often. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A line of argument. But yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. How, do, how do all those flapjacks you eat get made then, cyclists? Eh? Pogo sticks. Yeah. <laughs> so we've talked about the birds that cats kill and we've talked about the birds that we kill to feed cats and other animals we kill to feed cats but there's an altogether nicer side to this whole pet debate isn't there i was going to say pet owning you give me a real conscience about not saying you own pets of course you don't own pets i don't well you do like you give money to people and they give you a pet so do you own do you own baby L? yeah you own baby i do I own his image rights. <laughs> I own his intellectual property. I own him. Oh, I can carry on. Yes, um, no, but the the reason I think that a lot of people have pets, certainly one of the reasons I have pets or a pet, is because it's lovely. Because it is a wonderful sense of companionship that they provide. That you get a whole kind of new perspective on life they're funny and you know you come home from work and you've had a horrible day at work and there's this cat who couldn't give a shit what sort of day you've had at work and you sort of think ah yeah well you know perspective yes perspective and it's the world is not at its most kind of inspiring and brilliant at the moment is it what with it getting hot and you know Everyone going to die by the hands of the robots quite soon. So I oh, Donald Trump and Brexit. Hmm? Donald Trump and Brexit. Yes, yes. And the death of all the insects. Yes. And checkers. And <laughs> and by no means least, checkers. As usual, we got some great games, some great music, and of course, I shall be telling one or two great jokes, music-wise. Thank you. Music. Anyway, the point is, I'm not sure I want to face up to that bleakening future uh, without pets or cats. I think it's nice and, you know, we can take what we can, can't we, from this? I mean, it is true. So, uh, like, I, I bloody love cats. I think they're amazing. I love the They're so neoliberal. I mean, they just couldn't yeah. care less, could they? <laughs> um, and, and I love that. And I, I, I love the thing about them basically just doing what the hell they want. Like, dogs are a bit pathetic. Dogs are like, I love you. Yeah. You're amazing. Or cats are like... You are. You exist. Yeah. I'm aware of this now. I recognise that when I'm hungry, you are useful. Yeah, I like it. Um, and I don't want to live in a world that ain't got cats in it. Or like other things, like coffee or jazz. Hello, and welcome to Jazz Club. Bringing you the best on the international jazz scene. Great. I reckon a large part of my militant veganism is the fault of cats. Because like, if you grow up with animals around you... I think you understand stuff like animals aren't just unthinking automata we can exploit. Like, they have feelings, and they get happy, and they get sad, and they have experiences, and they have moods. Cats definitely have moods. When we got, when Cat 
B arrived, Cat A went sodding mental. Well, right. when Baby Ol arrived, Rodney genuinely lost his mind. It was incredibly distressing. Yeah, Three months sure. it took him to get right. You thought yeah. you might have to get rid of him, didn't you? It was very sad. Well, I didn't. It, for a long time, it didn't look like he was going to recover. Yeah, it was really, really sad. And um, the vet was saying, which I think turned out to be the correct advice, it was saying that he he probably couldn't handle sort of not being part of the gang anymore, um, which confused me because I thought Cats uh, was sort of famously solitary and like happy being solitary but he did consider himself part of the gang we were giving baby all lots of attention then he was freaking out rodney and we thought oh best leave him alone so that he comes down and that was apparently the worst thing we could have done because he wanted to be reminded that he was part of this this gang so yeah it was very it was really sad do you know who doesn't like cats very much oh Either Tom or Jerry. I can't remember which one's which. <laughs> which one is the cat? Um, Tom is the cat. Uh, yeah, Jerry doesn't like cats very much. Also, um, some of the Babbles listeners don't like cats. Uh, what? So I know. Well, delete them. Quick. <laughs> I, I bunged out a pr- provocative tweet. So Bob D says, uh, cats stands for cats aren't terribly sustainable. Um, which Yes, is- very, very clever. Let's have a clap for Bob. Yeah, yeah. No, shut up. Don't be mean to Bob um, and uh, Mike Hamblett says they are spiteful killing machines um, yep which as discussed is a reaction that some people have and yes indeed they are and, and that's why people seem to seem to love them but you know who does like cats all who people that listen to sustainable hey. also do like cats so um in response to this tweet i was accused of being worse than hitler um for proposing that cats are potentially um bad for the planet and he's a, a famous animal lover wasn't he say what you like about the uh, mass mass genocidal murderer hitler but fairly uh, very kind to his dog um that people would that boy- he then killed. boycott this podcast that was uh, hannah wheatley said that the po- podcast should be boycott boycotted Quite and right. um, um, Joe Blakey rather nicely summing everything up by saying, I do like this. Thanks, Joe. I suspect humans could be slightly worse for the planet, but I could be wrong. <laughs> uh, do you know what? I think Joe may be onto something there. Jesus shitting Christ! Oh, Old favourite section. This is a section where we briefly look at the reality of what's happening to the planet in front of us and go, oh God. Yes. Oh no. Yes. No. Oh, no. This yes. is bad. <laughs> yes. Oh Lordy. Yes. Oh, right. where's my mum? Yes. Oh. Well, help. your 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 mum last week, like everyone else, was probably playing in the snow. Oh. I think. I uh, can't remember. Yeah, but I was. I went to the Fens with Miniol and we went skating on a frozen, flooded field and it was magical and wonderful well, and I saw beautiful. the picture of that and the picture appeared to be you dragging Baby Ol along some ice by his feet. No, that was me introducing Baby Ol to the concept of centrifugal force. Uh, <laughs> actually, hugely relevant to this podcast because I made a sled out of Rodney's litter tray into which I drilled two small holes and then... Don't make that face. Emptied and cleaned <laughs> Rodney's litter tray. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> God, you got social services calling me if you imply that sort of thing. 
No, I emptied and cleaned the litter tray, drilled two small holes into it, attached two bungee cords to it, and there you go, sled for baby oil. It was wonderful, but then I introduced him to the concept of centrifugal force on some ice, and um, Didn't he, go well. <laughs> well, he now knows about centrifugal force, put it yeah, that way. So presumably you got Omer and Rodney, it just covered the floor in crap. <laughs> <laughs> Side effect to that. Yeah, it was very cold, wasn't it? Week before last, very, very, very cold in that UK, and indeed in Europe, where mm. I was at the time. Um, and I, I just wanted to reflect on that. Uh, that's because we've broken the arctic isn't it yes yes so the arctic which uh i think this is still the case but certainly last week when there was all the cold hadn't seen any sunlight since october uh was uh 20 to 30 degrees warmer than it should have been and above freezing uh so that meant there was all this warm air in the arctic that shouldn't have been there shunting the cold arctic air down into northern europe and um yeah it was like it's just broke it's it's not like a bit warmer than it has been before it's off the chart uh crazy but i think i mean scientists seem so freaked out by it they don't really know what to make of it it's you do get these crazy uh, variations. They, I think they called it stratospheric, sudden stratospheric warming is what oh, they called it. Some of that. You've had a bit of that in this room. This yeah, afternoon. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. But and it does happen. You do get massively weird little shifts in, in weather, in warm air like that, but they've never seen one for this long um, or this warm, I don't think. Killed all the starfish, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was the other thing. So then there were some storms in the sea. And because the sea near Britain, Blighty, had got four degrees cold, colder than usual suddenly, very quickly, all the crustaceans and stuff had clung to the sea for. But then there was a storm that ripped them off. So they all got washed up on the coast. Dead. Yeah, dead. Lots of dead starfish. Oh, it's pretty bleak. I mean, yeah, well, let's not go anywhere anymore. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. It gets bleaker. Okay. It gets bleaker. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, a new record was set. A new thing happened. A precedent happened. And I think this is the most depressing thing in the world. For the first time in the Arctic winter, a tanker was able to drive across it, like to go through the Arctic. Do you know what the tanker was carrying? Oh, was it a huge white bedsheet uh, that they're going to drapes across the increasingly dark ice so that the albedo effect, where all of the sunlight goes back into space, uh, was enhanced to reduce global warming? Was that what they were doing? No, it was fossil fuels. Uh, so they were able to deliver fossil fuels faster from point A to point B by going through the Arctic rather than around it. That is an Arctic that has melted because we've burned fossil fuels. And if that doesn't ruin the end of this episode, <laughs> I don't know what will. I think that's known as irony, isn't it? So that is just about it for another episode of Babel. Thank you very much, Dave, for wittering, whiskering on... Yeah, yeah, whiskering. Oh, sorry, genuinely wasn't listening. No, wi- no whiskering. I, got, I just got a message on my, on my computer I was looking Great. at. Great. Well, that's lovely to be here too. Thanks so much. Did you make a pun? Yes, I made a pun. It make it very... again. Make it again. I'll listen. Right. Okay. No. No. I'm not. No. I'm not debasing myself like this. Thank you very much. Whiskering. That's what you said. Yes. yes. Thank you very much for 
banging on and for listening occasionally. Thank you to Arabella for nobly reading out some pet stuff. Food, pet food stuff. Pet food stuff, what we got her to read out. Um, and thank you, of course, to the majestic Dickie Moore who provides the music, what intertwinkles and starts and ends these podcasts. And thank you to the majestically majestic Arthur Stovall who does the logo, what adorns all of our stuff. On which note, uh, I haven't been bothered to do it yet, but I uh, hopefully by the time you've listened to this, I will have bunged up on our social media feed and on our website some sample merch and we want to know if you want to um. buy any of it and we are reasonably sure none of it destroys the planet, but we're not totally sure but we think reasonably and that'll buy shit you don't need buy, buy shit, shit you, you don't, don't need. need yes um, thank you as always to the people who have chucked in a bit of cash on our crowdfunder which you can help with at www.patreon.com slash sustainababble you can get in touch with us and tell us what you think of these here witterings and all other witterings uh, we are on Facebook just search sustainababble you can find us on the Twitter at hello no at the babble wagon and you yeah, can like, email I mean, us you make hello. it sound like it's a joke and you're doing it deliberately but you're not you're just really really rubbish at remembering what our twitter handle I is can't do it at the babble wagon or email us at hello at sustainababble.fish right that's it I am feeling like it's time to end this <laughs> that's podcast what, that's what you're just looking at you now and I was thinking he's thinking something that's what you were thinking isn't it yep right bye bye